Hello, everybody. Hey, I'm Matt. I'm Zach. And this is MZ Car Guys Podcast. You can reach us on all the social media at MZ Car Guys. You can also drop us a line at mzcarguys at gmail.com. Uh, if you wish to, you can also check us out at MZ Car. Oh, sorry, anchor.fm forward slash MZ Car Guys. Is it forward well, slash or backward slash? Or... It's always forward slash on the web. It always is forward slash. Yep. Always thinking yep. forward. On, only DOS pretty much uses backslash now. Of course. Anyways, so I'm I'm thinking we need to kind of put this in uh, into a uh, a motion to kind of go forward by itself, Matt. What do you think? I don't know how you do this every <laughs> week, Zach, but every week you manage to make me shake my head in the first five minutes. Um, so it's, it's, we, become, it's become fun. We're we're shifting gears, which actually you cannot do in these kind of cars. Um, but um, moving on from the history stuff, kind of looking forward, which I think is going to be a lot of fun, which is uh, looking at technology that doesn't exist yet, uh, things that could exist, things that some people are promising might exist. Um, and some things that shouldn't exist, but they do. <laughs> and if let it, this could be a hell of a rabbit hole, but we're going to keep it. Uh, we might end up doing a part one and part two at some point. But this is all about autonomous driving. Or well, let's let's back off that a bit. This is about the various levels of driver assist that are available and will eventually become available. Potentially, yes. Some some form levels, whatever of it, that kind of a thing, um, uh, will become um, available. Some of it, maybe, maybe not. So we'll kind of have to. So so let's let's break it down from the simple. I'd like you to take the lead on this just for a minute, Zach. But driver assist or autonomous driving, however you want to phrase that, essentially is broken down into four or five levels. Is that right? There's five levels. Okay, go for it. Uh, okay, hold on. Tono. No. Um. So. Car, so I, I, I'm going to reference car and driver because uh, car and driver had just the most amazing article on this in which they went through all the different levels of it. Um, and then I want to take you into IIHS and I, IIHS, which is the Insurance Institute of Highway Safety. Um, they actually did a, uh, a whole article about people being confused with the five different levels. Um, so I, I definitely suggest people going to uh, Car and Driver and looking it up. Uh, you know, they kind of go through all the different levels and stuff, you know, and go through like detailed explanations as far as what it does. Um, but the, uh, and so let me just kind of go with that. Uh, and, and I'm going to, I'm using the, uh, the one from uh, IIHS. Uh, so level zero is the human driver does everything, basically everything that they've been doing since 1886, all the way up until just recently. Um, just normal everyday driving 
that kind of a thing. Um, level one is um, what most manufacturers have nowadays. Um, and a lot of manufacturers actually signed something saying that they were going to uh, have some form of autonomy uh, by 2023 in every single one of their cars. Um, and a lot of them are, are there. Uh, I know Toyota has really made leaps and bounds, uh, as has uh, Honda and General Motors is uh, really kind of stepping forward. Ford is really jumping into it, stuff like that. Um, so a lot of cars, and of course, all, you know, all your luxury stuff and everything like that, but a lot of your mainstream cars, this, but most of them are going to have level one. And what level one is, is it's basically one, uh, the car can do one of the, uh, one of the things that the driver would normally do one, one of the driving tasks. Um, now, for the vast majority of these, that's, um, that's going to be adaptive cruise control. Uh, the driver is still steering. Now, you may have a lane keep assist. That's not what it's talking about. Lane keep assist, you still have to have your hands on there. Um, some, of them, um, some of them have it to where um, there is what's called a torque sensor. So it, it feels your hands actually moving the steering wheel, stuff like that. Uh, uh, but yeah, for the most part, it is, um, it is the, uh, the, the adaptive cruise control in some way, form or fashion. That's level one. Um, level two, there's some confusion, um, because a lot of people are confused and that's kind of the main hint at the article, um, that that um, IIHS was going into, and that is a lot of people are confusing level two technology, advanced level two technology, with level three. The, so just just kind of put it out there. There is absolutely nothing out there currently sold that is level three technology. So level two. Let me first start by explaining level two. So level two is where um, the, the automated system can assist with multiple driving tasks. So that is steering and adaptive cruise control in some environments. So this is mainly for um, in, uh, on the freeway, in traffic situations. Um, but you still have to have you still have to be constantly monitoring what's going on. The, the, the level two autonomy is not automatic. It cannot just simply drive the car and you can just completely ignore what's going on. You have so, to but, keep driving. You have so to pay attention. Aren't, aren't there, based on my experience, there are several cars available on the market today that are level two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For, I mean, uh, from multiple manufacturers, you know. So, like, if you have, I'll give you an example. Okay, so I'm driving down a long, boring stretch of freeway, right? And I've got my cruise control set to eighty. The car in front mm -hmm. of me is doing fifty-five, so I'm going to match your speed at fifty-five. And then, for whatever reason, I take my hands off the wheel. I've got cruise control. I've got <laughs> lane keeping assist activated. Some sort of steering assist system is activated, particularly. Mm -hmm. 
And I take my hands up. Help my kid with something that they need. And the car prevents itself from steering out of its own lane while it's maintaining speed to the car in front of it. Right, that exists now, and it's not just the company who shall be named later. That that does exist now, but it's not as advanced as people think. You're able to, um, you're not supposed to, but you can, if you need to, briefly take your eyes off of the road in situations and attend to something that is... Um, going on and stuff like that um but as i'll as i'll point out later there's a there's a certain number of people who think this thing is a lot more advanced than it really truly is um right anyways but like test autopilot probably the most famous uh cadillac super cruise um some other you know high-end manufacturers and stuff like that Mercedes is doing a lot of stuff with us. They just don't have a fancy name for it. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's level two. Level three is where the confusion is, and that is level three is it can conduct all driving tasks in certain environments, and the driver can disengage from the car basically completely, but the driver still has to be able to take back over if there's a request from the system or if there's some kind of failure. But for the most part, it's basically just, you know, this is, this is the situation, this is the, uh, the, the system that if you get onto the freeway, you just plug in a destination and it takes you to that exit. And as soon as it hits that, as soon as it gets over to that exit, then it alerts you that you need to that that you need to come back and, and take over from there. Okay. So that is what the systems cannot do. They cannot right. just simply, you know, I mean, all the, several of these accidents are accidents where people have been killed and stuff like that. Um and, uh, and as we talked about in our last podcast with Tesla, there is some confusion with Tesla's autopilot, probably the worst named thing ever oh, yeah. because it's kind of misleading. Well, and then I heard someone on a different podcast, uh, I think it was Smoking Tire, talking about how when Cadillac introduced uh, the very first cruise control system ever offered in America, they called it autopilot. I didn't know that. Really? So, I, I mean, feel free to look it up. Um, you know, if we're wrong, please send us an email at mzcarguys at gmail. But I heard that from a trusted source, so I'm going with it. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a story about some guy, you know, who bought some fancy new, you know, RV, I think it was, or something, you know, way, way back in the day, probably in the 70s. Yeah. And, engaged his autopilot and went back to make himself a drink and ran off the road and died. Yeah. So, but, but here, here, here's, here's how, um, and, and I'm, and I'm looking at a graph because, because uh, IIHS actually did a study where they, where they, they, they quizzed people 
on different aspects of um, yeah they, they 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 did a survey of two thousand drivers and they asked about five um, level two system names currently on the market uh, their names are autopilot by Tesla traffic jam assist which is Audi and Acura Super Cruise which is Cadillac driving assistant plus which is BMW and Pro Pilot Assist, which is Nissan. Now, all three of these are level two um, thing. Now, I don't think Pro Pilot Assist is available on regular Nissans. I think that is Infinity, but they're just saying Nissan. Um, it's on um, the new Rogue. I know that for sure. It's on the new Rogue. Is- nice. Um, if, if only the rest of the car were that good. Um, <laughs> um, but they were basically, they, they were told these names, and then they asked him about, you know, okay, do you think, do you think that, that, that the system can do this when, when just talking about it, they didn't mention the, uh, the, uh, the, the manufacturer's name and they didn't give them an explanation of level three versus level two versus level one or whatever. So anyways, so here's, here's the results. Um, hands off the steering wheel. You know, are you able to just completely remove your hands from the steering wheel? Uh, which in a lot of these systems, even though they are level two, they do have some kind of torque sensor that kind of senses if your hands are actually on the steering wheel, except for, I believe, Cadillac, which actually has retinal sensors to see if you're paying attention to the road. And also um, hand, uh, there's, a, a, there's a heat sensor inside of the steering wheel, I believe. Right, so pressure heat sensor. Now the the retinal is a bit a bit strong. It's it is a camera that faces the driver and looks at the direction that the driver's eyes are are gazing. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it watches your eyes, but yeah. it's but how it does it is it <clears throat> it looks for the reflection off of your retinas. Correct. Yeah, that's how it tracks your eyes. Right. So uh, we're 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 not to quite to that level yet. Um, <laughs> Thank goodness. So, you know, so uh, traffic jam assists about 20, you know, just over 20% of people kind of said yes. Um, Super Cruise and Driving Assistant Plus um, were probably around 27%. Uh, Pro Pilot Assist was just over 30, which was about 33%. Autopilot, darn near 50%. Wow. Oh, wait, no, no, no. The wow is coming later. Um, talking on your cell phone. Now, this is not talking on your cell phone as far as like Bluetooth or over the, or, you know, wirelessly. This is actually talking your cell phone on in your hand. Um, these were all a little closer. Um, the, uh, uh, the traffic jam assist was once again just above 20%. Um, the, other, the others, uh, the, uh, the Super Cruise Driving System Plus and ProBilot Assist, we're all under 30%, around 20, you know, about around 25, 26%. Once again, autopilot, 33%. Oof. Now I'm going to get, and uh, now uh, as far as like texting while driving, um, all of them except for one were under 10%, of which the autopilot was about 
Yeah. And it should be noted that texting while driving is not illegal in every state, but it's the majority oh, no, it, in the U.S. No, it's it is actually it's nationwide now. Is it? It has. Yeah, it's been that way for about three years. No. Yep. You know what's not illegal though? Making notes on a notepad. Oh yeah. Absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it is a different. I'm not yeah. going to say it's worse or better, but it is a it is a different. Yeah motor function in your hand and yeah. and you don't have to worry about tapping the wrong key like you know you're going to scribble the way you're going to scribble on the paper right yeah now now it's these next two that just absolutely make me sad to be a human being <sighs> watching a video movie on a cell phone or device the traffic jam assist super cruise driver assisting plus Sorry, driving assistant plus and pro pilot assist are all like around two, three percent. Autopilot, nine percent. This is the worst one. Taking a nap. Are you ready, Matt? Sure. Taking a nap. Traffic jam assist, super cruise, driving assistant plus, pro pilot assist, about 2%. Okay. 6% of Tesla thought that the Tesla system, you could take a nap. 6%. Now, 6% seems like not that many. But especially if you live in California, how many people did you drive? Because you don't you don't live very far from home, or you don't work very far from home, do you? Right, about ten miles. Yep. Do you think you passed two thousand drivers today? Because uh, sure. both could, of us live be. in the could, Bay Area. Could be, yeah. I mean, if you know, I I drive on heavily trafficked roads, so very well could be. Yeah. So out of those 2,000 drivers, so that's 120 yep, 6% think it's A-OK to take a nap while using their autopilot. <laughs> 120 drivers. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, let us be clear. No, you cannot do any of these things we just said. It's it's, anyway. also, it's also important to be clear. So in in terms of this, in terms of the level two, especially the level two systems that are out there, these systems are optimized for use during bright, clear days. Not twenty four yes. hours a day. Not in a rainstorm. Definitely not in a snowstorm. Bright, clear days, high contrast. That's what they're for. Like that's 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 what, that's what they're tested to work best in. They're not guaranteed to work in all conditions. Exactly, because no, how, how, pain, but still. Well, how, how the vast majority of these systems work is they use um, both a a camera. Uh, in most instances, it's a monocular camera. Um, 
uh, in some systems they use multiple cameras, like I know in this Tesla's multiple cameras and stuff like that. Super awesome. Um, and yeah, Super has their eyesight. Yeah, which is which is a pretty decent system. Yeah, um, uh, and also um, uh, millimeter wave radar. Right. Um, nobody's using lidar yet. Um, Tesla's, but I don't think Tesla uses yeah, lidar. I think they no, use just regular. No, they they are they're using lidar. Really? Yeah. Hmm. They're, um, anyways, they're, 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 they're betting the farm on lidar over the camera system, which remains yet to be proven. But anyway, sorry, well, I can kind of see that. I mean, if if you get if you get your processing power up enough, which is why they added another processor to their vehicles, right? Which is all Elon's about, right? That's his thing, big tech. Yeah, you can, you you can, you know, as long as you can process the information, you should be good with that. But, um, but but how they use the camera system is they use uh, pixelation, so a changing in pixels um, from light to dark and stuff like that is how they kind of track objects and stuff. And so they kind of use the radar and the and the adaptive and the uh, and the camera to kind of work together of like you know the camera kind of goes hey i'm seeing this and the radar says yeah i'm kind of detecting that too and that's when they kind of you know kind of work together and stuff like that in the instances where like the one guy i think it was down in florida who uh drove into a a tractor trailer because he was take no he was watching a harry potter movie from the back seat um, and it drove into the, uh, the, the, the tractor trailer is because it, it was white. The same thing with snowstorms and stuff like that. And most systems, if they detect, uh, like if you have your, uh, if you have your wipers on, like actually like on, on, not intermittent on, um, most of them, the lane keep assist won't work. And if you and if you lose traction at all, like if your if your traction stability control system kind of just blips even for a split second, it'll shut your adaptive cruise control right off. Hmm. So, a lot of these. Now let's talk about what everybody thinks is on its way, but maybe maybe not. Let's talk about level four and level five. Um, so level four is the, the automated system can, can entirely do the car. This is, you don't need to be involved at all whatsoever. You don't need to have your hands on the steering wheel. You don't have to be awake. You can completely fall asleep. And when it gets to a certain situation, then it will wake you up. Um, so say you're driving down the interstates or you're in a city that's got a lot of sensors and stuff like that. And the reason why this isn't probably going to be for a while is because there's a major, major infrastructure change and revamp that has to happen in order for level four and level five to be, uh, you know, be viable. So... Okay, so let's so let's be clear. So level four is very close to full autonomy. However, in a panic or unusual situation, it will alert you and demand that you intervene. Essentially, exactly. 
Okay. Exactly. Oh, real quick before before I forget, this is this is really great. I saw this on a tweet today. Okay, someone respelled Tesla's autopilot as ought to pilot. I love it. You would. <laughs> that was so appropriate. Yeah. Anyways. But... Okay, so so then and so then level five is you get into a transportation pod which has no steering wheel in most cases. You put in Absolutely. your destination and then it drops you off at the end. Yeah. So level five, if you've ever seen a movie from the future, <laughs> the level five thing is what you're seeing. Where you jump in, there is no steering wheel, there is nothing, it just simply goes. Essentially it's like a, it's like the mono, it's like a train but on a city street. Exactly. So the two so the two major things that are holding back level four and level five. Because level three really truly is for um next to autonomous driving on the freeway. You basically just plug in your destination, it goes down the freeway. And it allows you to whatever like that. Um we will absolutely see level three without a doubt. Um, it's, it's, it's coming. There are several companies working on it. Uh, probably the most, um, probably the most promising, um, right now is, um, either Tesla's system, um, which is probably, which is definitely not, not probably, but definitely is the most advanced out, out there of all the systems and stuff, um, which is why people get confused with its capability and or lack thereof. Um, uh, I know companies like Rivian are really hard working on it. BMW is hard working on it, Mercedes and stuff. Um, but the, the two things stopping it are laws and infrastructure. Because with level four and level five, you have to have... Um, the you have to have the environment talking to the automobile and you have to have the automobile be able to talk to another automobile um and really when you get to level four and level five you you almost need to completely outlaw self-driving or or, or uh, people driving at least on the freeway. So. Well, maybe, maybe. I mean, so there's this vision, and I don't remember where I read it, so I apologize, but there's this, this vision of the future that I find really encouraging, which is this idea of if you imagine a four-lane freeway, or a two-lane, but it works better with four lanes, right? Where you have two lanes of the freeway that are dedicated to the self-driver Two lanes are dedicated to autonomous driving, and the autonomous driving lanes have uh, inductive uh, charging going on. So the car is charging as it's driving down the freeway, right? And all the autonomous pods are on are on the right two lanes or whatever, or the, and then the self drivers are on the other two lanes, and never the twain shall meet. And they all get to do their own thing and do what they want, as long as you don't get in the other guy's way. No, I understand that. It's just you're you know you're gonna get the the self-driving guys 
who are going to be like, screw it. I want that lane. And they're going to drive it over there. I mean, we, I mean, we being in the, in, in the San Francisco Bay area, we see it all the time yeah. where you have this one lane, which is completely for either carpooling or single occupancy uh, stickers that come from having like a plug-in hybrid or full electric or hydrogen fuel cell. Right. H-O- and there's people. I, yeah. I, the, yeah. The HOV lanes. I see people in that that are single drivers in like a Corvette <laughs> all right. the time. Right. You know. So. There's a baby in, the, in, the, in that other seat, but there probably isn't a baby in that other seat. So, yeah, but you're absolutely right. But 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 I do think that it's going to make things. It, it's kind of weird because it's like like my car and your car both have level one autonomy. Right. Um, we we. And, and we have the adaptive cruise control. We have a lane keep assist that kind of helps with everything. And, you know, and both of them have low speed follow with our adaptive cruise control. And it, it really helps out. But they are limited. Could you, yeah, could you explain low speed follow? Because that's important. I mean, it goes by several different names. Um, one of the competitors to it is uh, dynamic range cruise control. Sorry full speed dynamic range cruise control um, but but explain a little bit about how this full speed drcc or acc with lsf differs from traditional or older acc systems yeah so so most adaptive cruise control systems um nowadays do have what's called a low speed follow which is where it works um, below 20 miles an hour because previously and, and some larger automobiles, um, they don't have the low speed follow. They, they only go down to about 20 miles an hour and then they, uh, they shut the system off and then they alert the, the driver that they have to take over. Um, I've heard varying different reasons why this is, which is, um, you know, uh, the, the, it's for vehicles that can tow, uh, over 3000 pounds and they don't want it to be able to do that and be doing the adaptive cruise control. Um, I, I, I just, I, some say that it's some say, um, that, uh, the, thank you for getting that one. Um, but yeah, so it, it some say that it's uh, just because the brakes aren't up to snuff because, you know, with how large the vehicle is and stuff like that. Um, but with that, you just increase the brakes, uh, the, the braking ability. Um, but yeah, but, but low speed follow would be where below 20 miles an hour, it still follows stuff. So it gives it stuff is creeping along at, you know, like a snail's pace. It'll, you know, like, like in stopping or traffic and stuff like that, it'll just kind of creep right along with everything, just kind of maintaining a distance. Um, so in, in, in my, I, I think in your car, because your car is a traditional gasoline vehicle, it does work 
a little bit better than my car. My car is a is a full electric. So mine has to switch between regenerative braking and then all of a sudden engage the actual friction braking, um, which I, I've seen with uh, with being in creeping traffic at, with low speed follow. It kind of is a little on the jerkier side. Oh um, yeah, not supposed to do but, that uh, in, this, in this day and age. Yeah, so it's but uh, I I I personally love it. It's it's so nice, but I mean you know people are. It's 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 hard getting people to get comfortable with it. Um, I mean, the first time that you're, you know, you see traffic braking in front of you, and you don't touch the brake, you're trusting the car to do it, dude. It's oh, yeah. a, uh, <laughs> it's it's a bit of a uh, bit of an event. It's it's a it's a big moment, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had experiences where I was demonstrating it to other people. Um, I had uh, this, this friend of mine who's an older gentleman who had never experienced this before, and I'm totally letting the car do its own thing. And he's like, uh, 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 are your, your feet lighter like near the, yeah, my feet are near the pedals. I'm just not doing anything. But your hands aren't on the wheel. No, my hands are in my lap. The steering wheel is three inches away, and everything's fine. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, de- demonstrating it for people who are not used to it, um, some become quite comfortable with it. You know, it's a little bit, a little bit, you know, unsettling, but you know, they kind of okay. Others, holy cow, yeah. they absolutely flip their lid. And there are some people who are just absolute control freaks, where they well, don't want their car doing anything, and they're really they tough. Don't. The really tough one is the folks who habitually don't use the turn signals because the lane departure warning or whatever you want to call that system, the 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 not the not the steering self steering system, but the one that says, "Hey, dummy, you're going to drift out of your lane." That one will flip out because you know you're changing lanes, moving the wheel, and you haven't put your blinker on, and so it goes, "What's going on? I'm confused. I, like I'm I don't want you to do this, and it'll resist yeah. you and try to turn the other way." And, beep at you and all kinds of stuff so it's a reminder yeah. to you know obey the law put your blinker on but exactly um i i i think we've kind of beaten this horse i think we have i think we have but, um, but, but um yeah the, the gist of it is like there are innumerable twitter wars going on right now over over this and it what it comes down to is there's a there's some people with some very strong opinions on both sides as to whether Elon Musk has is the is a cutting edge genius and has done something no other manufacturer has been able to follow, or whether he has overpromised and underdelivered to the point of endangering the American public by making them believe things that are outright lies. And there are very strong points on both sides of this. I, I, I don't, I don't think so. I think Tesla has done. I think they've done what they need to do, um, in the fact of kind of trying to educate uh, their 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 customers, or at least the attempt to educate their customers on what is um, 
you know, on, on, on what the system does. I do think they made a misstep in naming it. Oh, huge, yeah. Uh, you know, so that's, uh, you know, and to be fair, you know, they, <laughs> they, 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 they do say, you know, look, even autopilot, which, you know, is a term for train, you know, for planes and stuff, it, it doesn't mean that it lands itself. Right. It means that right. It, it, I mean, it essentially is level two, level three assist for flying, <laughs> essentially. So, but I, 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 I do predict level three. Um, level four is probably in the distant future. Um, and I honestly don't know if we'll ever see level five. I, um, I think we will. I, I don't, I have no idea how long it'll take, but I honestly do think we'll see it. Yeah. So, um, I would like to end on this. Sorry, as I eat peanuts while I'm talking. Um, because I think we're kind of done with this. But I would like to acknowledge uh, the passing of an absolute icon in the automotive world. Um, actually, two icons. Um, you have um, the, 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 the F1 driver. Um, oh my gosh, my Matt, please save me with this. Nikki Lauda. Nikki Lauda. Oh my gosh, I kept I kept thinking Eric Senna, but it wasn't. Um, <laughs> I had a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nikki Lauda, um, who was, was like just Senna, by the way, but who? Yes, but he was just an absolute driving animal. Um and more of a man than I think I'll ever be. I mean, the fact that you can, the fact that you can get third degree burns on your face and part of your body. And six weeks later, you're back into an F1 car and you lose the driver's trophy by one point. And that's only because the, you felt that the driving conditions were too dangerous for the last race of the year. And so you retired early. Right, because it was pouring down rain. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, Nikki Lauda. But also... He he was involved in F1, by the way, uh, right up until his death. He he would come out and inspect cars and give advice. Yeah, yeah. Um, But the other one was, I, I, you know, as, as, as influential as Nikki Lauda was in Formula One, uh, this next man was just influential in just about every aspect of automotive. And that was Lee Iacocca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, he, he, uh, for, for those who are old enough to remember the 56 for 56, um, which is an amazing uh, promotion for Ford, uh, Ford was in the mid fifty in 1956 was starting to lose. Uh, it's it's it, it was its lead was slipping to General Motors, and so they needed some kind of, you know, kind of spurt or whatever, you know, kind of spark something like that. And Lee Iacocca came up with 
if you have, you know, if you can do 20% down on the car, you can get a Ford, a 1956 Ford for $56 a month. So with 20% down, you can do $56 a month. So it's 56 for 56. Um, he is also uh, the person who was behind the Ford Mustang coming into being, uh, which was just an insane success. In the first 18 months of existence, it sold 1.2 million cars. To give you an idea, cars don't do that nowadays. The only thing that comes close is the F-150, or is the F-Series pickup truck. That's it. Yeah. Um, and then his ability to uh, take Chrysler, which was falling on its knees, um, about to become dissolved as a company, um, and was able to convince the United States government to give them one and a half billion dollars and not only turned it around with one of the worst cars ever made, which was the K car. Um, well, but a bit bombastic, not by that far. The K car arguably not... saved Chrysler for the next 20 years. Oh, no, it absolutely did its job. The vehicle itself, engine, transmission, running gear, the car itself, electrical, not a very good car. Um, you know, it's funny. The but... only, I, I, I've, I've ridden extensively in both of Lee Aikoka's two most famous cars, the K car and the Mustang. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But he was able to make it into such a success that <laughs> they were able to pay back the one and a half billion five years ahead of schedule. That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. And while he was doing that, so everything that I've said up until now, I already knew. But I did not know this, and I feel almost un-American, especially going into the Independence Day celebration. I had no idea that he was in charge of the restoration project for the Statue of Liberty. Oh. I had no clue. Was it the intro? Or was that more, more about the, uh, the gold leaf on the, uh, on the flame? No, no, no. He was in charge of the complete restoration of the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island. Wow. He was in charge of that. Heck of a and, guy. And he, and he was able to get over $200 million in private funding to, 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 to get that all done. None of it was government funded or anything like that. It was all, um, yeah, just private donations and, you know, like little kids organizations and stuff like that. Um, I remember during the 80s um, being involved in bake sales to send money for 
the Statue of Liberty. I remember that. Oh yeah, forgot about that kind of stuff. People, people yeah. did that stuff. Yeah, Reagan did a heck of a job selling that project. Yeah, that wasn't Reagan. That was Iacocca. That was all his idea, getting all those programs together and and you know, doing uh doing all the box tops. Remember milling in the box tops? Oh yeah. And however many, for however many box tops were sent in, um, you know, the company that that was doing it send the money and stuff like that was all the iacocca's job i mean the man was a marketing genius i mean his ability to kind of figure out what the what the american people i mean he he was behind the invention of the minivan well the k-car well that was the k-car platform yes it was and it was originally was it was a five-seater but eventually they realized seven seats or eight seats made more sense but our seven actually for a long time it was seven yeah, seats, yeah. and the minivan was the first car ever to have cup holders. Yes, it is. Yes, um, it if is. you guys, if anyone's interested in learning more about Lee Iacocca, uh, regular car reviews. Uh, there's a section called RCR Stories has a really good, really good piece on Lee Iacocca. It's definitely worth your time. Well, what's amazing is, I mean, and 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 let's not get too sad over over his passing i mean the man was 94 that's a good run oh for sure <laughs> yeah he he outlasted most of the k cars so anyways um but it's it's his interaction a lot of people are coming out now with what their interactions were with him um and and it's reminding me a lot of uh when uh when uh, Fred Rogers died, Mr. Rogers passed away and you had so many people coming forward with stories about him and about the positive impact that he had and stuff like that. And the same thing with Iacocca, you know, he, he was a little bit of a taskmaster at times, but for the most part, he was just a really super nice guy. Um, you know, there was a, uh, I, I, saw this one thing and I can't remember where I saw it and I'm really frustrated at myself. Um, but there was, uh, there was one thing where, um, a guy said, yeah, I, uh, I, I had some, I, I wanted to get some, uh, some advice, some, some business advice on, on, you know, being a business manager and stuff like that. And I wrote to him asking if, if he could, uh, write me back if I asked him some questions. And he did. He wrote him back with a phone number for him to call the Iacocca and have a phone conversation with him. Oh, wow. I mean, <laughs> you know. So, anyways. But, yeah. Passing of an absolute icon. Uh, just the, a master of it. And stuff. So. All right. Well, Matt, I think that is about it do you have anything else for us i think that's a podcast absolutely vroom vroom matt